David McBride of the New Life Church, Ghent Campus, and please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Welcome. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are a God who brings joy in the place of anger, hope in the place of hopelessness, and peace in the place of confusion. We also thank you that you are the God of all wisdom. We ask for your wisdom and guidance here in this meeting. Would you give us wisdom for our city? Give us your wisdom as we go forward as a city together. We thank you that you are God who loves our city. And we give you thanks. Amen. 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 Pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Ms. Graves? Here. Ms. Johnson? Here. Ms. McClellan? Here. Mr. Riddick? Here. Mr. Smigel? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Dr. Wibley? Here. Mr. Alexander? Here. The motion is to dispense with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigo? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Kirk, please read the resolution certifying the closed meeting. The resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of the City of Norfolk held in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, good evening, and for the benefit of those who do not regularly attend the City Council meetings, our procedure is to take up ceremony items first. We do have two. Next, we'll take up the public hearings, then move into the consent agenda, which will be voted on in a block. If any member of the Council or the public wishes to discuss an item on the consent agenda, we'll remove it from the consent agenda and discuss that separately. Following the consent agenda, we'll take up regular business items, in order as they appear on the docket. Upon the completion of the agenda, we didn't take up any new business to come before the council. To address the council, you should have registered with the clerk outside of the lobby prior to 7 p.m. When your name is called, please come to the podium, state your name and your address, and limit your comments to three minutes. The first resolution um, proclamation that we have is for Foster Care Awareness Month, Denise Gallup, will you please come to the, the podium? Whereas the family serving as the primary source of love, identity, self-esteem, and support is the very foundation of our communities and our commonwealth. And whereas in the city of Norfolk, more than 200 children and youth in foster care are being provided with a safe, secure, stable home along with compassion and nurture of a foster family. And whereas all young people in foster care need a meaningful connection to a caring adult who becomes a supportive and lasting presence in their lives. And whereas foster kinship and adoptive families play a vital role in helping children and families heal and reconnect thus launching young people into successful adulthood. And whereas dedicated foster families 
frequently adopt foster children, resulting in a greater need for more foster families. And whereas, we are thankful for the many individuals and organizations that contribute to increasing public awareness of the needs of children who enter and leave foster care, as well as those who work in the public foster care system. And therefore, be it resolved, I, Kenneth Bell Alexander, Mayor of the City of Norfolk, do hereby proclaim the month of May 2017 as Foster Care Awareness Month in the City of Norfolk and urge all citizens to recognize the commitment of our foster families to get involved through foster care volunteering or mentoring to change the life of a child. Given under my hand this ninth day of May 2017. Thank you. Good evening, esteemed council, Mr. Smith, certainly our wonderful mayor. We are excited to be here this evening because just to honor those people who decide to commit their lives to taking care of other people's children is a really big deal. A couple things I want to say before I allow you to meet two of the very best people that I've met in years is that we've worked very hard to ensure that children are placed with families. And at the time that the proclamation was written, we had over 200 children in care. But we are really, really happy to report that we are down to 165 children. So young people are being permanently adopted. Young people are being returned home to their families and they are leaving our foster care system prepared to take on life. And so that's a huge deal. I have some beautiful people with me. As you can see, we all coordinated in red, white, and black <laughs> because we like to match. And these are the people who go out every day to make sure our children and our families are safe, that they are well, that they are whole, and most importantly, that they are connected to families. And so I would like to introduce to you and give one of our foster families just the opportunity to briefly share with you the importance of foster care. Please help me to recognize and honor the Hester family, and I have them to come up and talk to us a little bit about what they do. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, thank you, Council, for having us tonight. Uh, my wife, Tiffany, and I pastor Coastal Virginia Church uh, off of Newtown Road, and uh, we have about 800 people who, who attend every uh, Sunday with us, and that's an important role, but I think the most important role we play right now is foster mom and foster dad. Um, it, it, it is a vital part, and, and one of the main questions people ask us constantly is, is it hard? Is it hard? And I think I understand the question that they're asking is, is it hard for us as foster parents but I think, I think there's a different side of that question uh, that needs to be answered first. And, and I think the first is, is it hard for the kids? Um, and it's absolutely hard for the kids. These kids didn't ask for this. They've been pulled away from their families, their homes, their toys. Um, it's, it's a heartbreaking situation and it's hard for them. It's hard for the parents, the, the, the bio families uh, who have these kids. Um, they're not monstrous people. They're just broken people uh, in, in need of somebody to come alongside of them and help them. Uh, and, and we find it an honor and a joy to do that. Uh, but it's also hard on these workers uh, who spend countless hours walking alongside of families and walking alongside of children uh, just to love them. And so we count it a joy and an honor just to come alongside and partner with the city of Norfolk to love these children, 
to come alongside and, and honor those, those broken families and those broken homes and help restore uh, that. So, so when people ask us, is it hard? The answer to that, even as a foster family, is yes. It's unbelievably hard. At some point, will we have to grieve the loss of a child that's still living? Absolutely, in our family. But we truly believe that that is our job to love these children while we have them in our care and trust God with their tomorrows. So that's why we do it. Mm. Um, I, we had to ask ourselves the same question, you know, is this too hard? And we came to the realization that um, is it hard to love them and let them go? Absolutely. Um, but at what point do we think that our pain or our fear of said pain is more important than a child's need? for love. And so we decided to jump in full speed ahead. And as we got ready um, on the personal side, you know, to prepare to be a foster family, um, we realized there's so much more we could be doing. And so we did. <laughs> we launched a nonprofit called the 127 Initiative. And the reference for that name comes from James 127. It's a biblical mandate. And a lot of um, translations, it says to take care of widows and orphans. And, and we don't like that one. We use one that says, when widows and children without parents are in trouble, help them. Orphans has an identity. Children without parents is circumstance, and we want to be a part of changing that circumstance. So the things that 127 does is raises awareness for the need for foster care families and respite families. Um, people are just aren't even aware of the need that's in their very own backyard. There's over 800 kids in care in the coastal Virginia area, um, and people don't realize it. So we tell them and we ask for their help. <laughs> and um, another thing that we do is provide community uh, for these foster families, whether it's hosting a Christmas party or taking a group to a Tides game. Um, we're all in this together. We're all serving the same um, avenue, and it's important for us to rally together. And the final thing that we do is we come alongside and serve the city agencies. These guys, the kids are important, but these people that are advocating for the children are just as important. And so we have done um, appreciation luncheons for the social workers. And something that's ongoing that we do is called Bags of Hope. Um, when a child is removed from their home, it's very quick. It's very traumatic. They oftentimes come without nothing. If they have anything at all, it's thrown in a trash bag. And we believe that no child should travel through the system with a trash bag. So we've um, created these age-specific, gender-specific duffel bags with clothing and toiletries and a comfort item such as a stuffed animal or a journal. Um, and it's been so interesting. Every time we step into the office, we get to hear another story of how a child has been impacted by that. And we are just so thankful. It's been such a beautiful partnership with these guys. You truly have some of the best, and we are just honored to work alongside them to help enhance in any way we can the foster care system. So thank you. Wow, thank you. Thank you very much. Sarah Page Fuller from uh, CSB, please come forward. This is uh, Proclamation Mental Health Awareness Month, whereas the mental health of our citizens is essential to the continued well-being and vitality of our families, businesses, and communities, and whereas mental health issues affect parents, sisters, brothers, co-workers, and all the people in our lives, and whereas the people with mental illness are more likely to recover if given the necessary services and support in their communities. And whereas, 
Only one out of two people with a serious form of mental illness seeks treatment. And whereas stigma and fear of discrimination keep many who would benefit from the mental health services from seeking help, and whereas greatest public awareness about mental illness can change negative attitudes and behaviors toward pe people with mental illness, and whereas the 2017 Observance of Mental Health Awareness Month will help raise awareness of the importance of mental health and the stigma of people with mental illness they face while delivering the message that with proper treatment, recovery is possible. Now, therefore, I, Kenneth Alexander, Mayor of the City of Norfolk, do, her, do hereby proclaim the month of May 2017 as Mental Health Awareness Month in the City of Norfolk and call upon all citizens, government agencies, public and private institutions, businesses, and schools to recommit our community to increasing awareness and understanding of mental illness, reducing stigma, discrimination, and promoting appropriate and accessible services for all people with mental illnesses. Given in my hand this ninth day of May, 2017. Thank you. Okay. So thank you so much, uh, Mr. Mayor, Council Manager, uh, for giving us an opportunity to recognize um, Mental Health Month. It is ex exceptionally important to us. Um, I'm incredibly proud to work with a team of dedicated professionals that provide services and ensure services to our community. Um, up until last week, we had served 5,000 Norfolk citizens with a mental health disorder, whether they be adults or children. Um, a little higher than last year so it means that something that we're doing something right um, the um, the folks that are on our team are incredibly dedicated and they've had some exceptional accomplishments just for um, that we'll talk about this this year we started a children's crisis team we've never had one before a mobile crisis team just for kids we doubled the um, units of permanent supportive housing and the services to them um, taking mental health services and combining them with housing we increased our services to the jails and the state hospitals, um, responding to a, a crisis in our community. And our mental health case management team uh, undertook a, a massive redesign of their system to um, ensure that each person that had mental health case management received it from someone who specialized in what they considered their most important need. And so this team is amazing, and I'm honored to serve with them, and I want to thank them uh, for the work that they do every day. And thank you all so much for your support. Well, thank you for coming. You. <laughs> Mr. Clerk, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, PH1. Public hearing one scheduled this day on the application of Norfolk <clears throat> Terminal LP for the closing, vacating, and discontinuing portions of Springfield Avenue, line east of Ford Drive, and a portion of Poppleton Street, and by a 7-0 vote, Planning Commission recommends approval. Um, Bob Roop is here to answer any questions, any, any questions from the council. Mr. Curtis, call the roll. I have an ordinance closing, vacating, and discontinuing portions of Springfield Avenue and Poppleton Street. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopting Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smigel. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. PH2. Public hearing two scheduled for this day on the application of the City Planning Commission for text amendment to section 11-27 Park Place Residential Overlay District of the City Zoning Ordinance. And by 7-0 vote, Planning Commission recommends approval. Charles Johnson. 
Good evening, Mayor and Council members and staff. I am the president of the Park Place Civic League, and I'm here tonight to ask you to support the text amendment that we have been working on for the past several months. Back in August of 2016, we, the city uh, board members, talked with members of our committees, and at that time, we determined that there were some problems in the text amendment, and that was because of clarification. So we went to the Planning Commission, and at the Planning Commission, they worked with us, and they decided, well, you need to go back to your council, not to your council, back to your group, and speak to them on what is best for the community. We did that. After several months of meetings, actually eight months of meetings, with builders, with residents, okay, with other people coming in, with officials, we did note that at that time, we need to go before the Planning Commission, which we did several times. In April of 2017, the Planning Commission voted in favor of the text amendment. Now, what the text amendment is doing is basically focusing on what is a front-loaded garage. At the time, in 1999, when the Park Place overlay plan was approved, there was an understanding that there would not be any front-loaded garages built in the Park Place community. Unfortunately, 30 homes were built in the area. And after that period of time, when I became the president uh, several months ago, we decided we need to do something about clarifying whether or not they can or cannot be built in the Park Place area. So at that time, we did, took a vote in, this, in our group, and it was determined that we would not be supportive of front-loaded garages in our community. So at this time, I'm saying to you, for the integrity of the architectural heritage of our community, and our community is composed of four subdivisions that are historically noted in the state and the national level, of Kensington, Old Dominion Place, Park Place, and Virginia Place. All four of these communities under the Civic League have decided that we want to come together as one. We want to become a healthy, historical community, and we can only do that by having a clarification of what is a front-loaded garage, a clarification of what we would like to have in our community. And in doing so, we will be a stronger community. Thank you for listening to me at this time, and hopefully you will support us in having this clarification done, and we will become a community of choice. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Clerk? I have an ordinance to amend and reordain Section 11-27 of the Zoning Ordinance of the City of Norfolk so as to clarify development regulations related to front yard setbacks and front loading attached garages in the Park Place Residential Overlay District. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Well done. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Yeah, I'll agree. Mr. Johnson, thank you. And to the Park Place Civic League, thank you. This this is what it means to live in a city like Norfolk where we uh, have some value uh, to our built environment, to our to the homes that it, it existed here prior to the last 20 years. So thank you very much. Aye. Dr. Wibley? We've worked hard on this. Charles, I couldn't be more proud of all of you. Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH3? Public hearing three scheduled for this day. Uh, to hear comments approving the conveyance of a utility easement and an access easement to Selco Partnership doing business as Verizon Wireless <clears throat> over certain city-owned property located at 723 Spotswood Avenue for the sum of $20,000 and authorizing the city manager to execute the deed of easement on behalf of the city. 
uh, Joshua Johnson without answering any questions. Any questions from the council? If not, Mr. Clerk, call the roll. An ordinance approving the conveyance of utility easement and an access easement to Selco Partnership doing business as Verizon Wireless over certain city-owned property at 723 Spotswood Avenue for $20,000 and authorizing the manager to execute the deed of easement on behalf of the city. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smeagle. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Aye. Dr. Wibley. Aye. Mr. Alexander. Aye. PH4. Public hearing four scheduled for the state to hear comments authorizing the conveyance of a parcel of land located on Route 637 in Isle White County to the Commonwealth of Virginia. No one wishes to speak. Mr. Clerk, please have an ordinance on. authorizing the conveyance of a parcel of land located on Route 637 in Isle of White County to the Commonwealth. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? <clears throat> Aye. PH5. Um, Mr. Mayor, there's been a request to withdraw this matter. Indefinitely or to for a specific date? Indefinitely, uh, then it'll have to, then it will have to go back through the planning commission. It's a, it's a public hearing. Mr. Newcomb. Yeah, let's, let's, let's get a date. This is a conveyance of property, I believe, and it, and it actually has not been to us. It, it traditionally is not handled that way. So. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was a zoning matter. It, it can be continued indefinitely. Sorry. Thank you. That's right. Motions is to continue indefinitely. Mr. Clerk, call the roll. Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, please remove C4 and let's consider that separately. Yes, sir. Before us is uh, C1 through C8 with the exception of C4. Yes, sir. So uh, approve the consent agenda of exception of C4. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. And C4 is an ordinance granting a special exception authorizing the operation of an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages known as FM Restaurant on property located at 320 Granby Street. Mr. Alan Parker is here to answer any questions. Here any questions? There are no questions. Clerk, call the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Abstain. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R1? R1 is an ordinance closing certain city-owned docks to public use during the Norfolk Harbor Fest 2017 celebration. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? <clears throat> Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R2? An ordinance establishing certain public areas and streets of the city of Norfolk as the festival area and setting forth the regulations applicable to such festival area for the Norfolk Harbor Fest 2017 celebration. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R3? 
An ordinance authorizes the city manager to enter into a right of entry agreement with Richard C. Hood and Sharon S. Smith regarding the property located at 1432 Gates Avenue in connection with the Jeff Robertson Park stormwater wetland project. All the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R4. An ordinance approving two right of entry agreements permitting the New Hope Church of God in Christ to go upon and use that certain city-owned property located at 616, 618, and 620 West 35th Street. Mr. Clark, call the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. Johnson? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R5? An ordinance approving a right of entry permitting Colston Jones to go upon and use certain city-owned property numbered and designated as 1351 and 1371 Hanson Avenue for the Smooth is Fast, a cyclocross clinic event. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt Ms. Graves. Aye. Ms. Johnson. Aye. Ms. McClellan. I attended this in December, and it was really cool and something really fun and unique for Norfolk. I definitely um, i am glad they're coming back. Aye. Mr. Riddick. Aye. Mr. Smigel? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Dr. Wibley? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Go ahead, Mr. Mayor. Mr. City Attorney, do you have anything? I do not. Mr. Clerk, do you have anything? Mr. Clerk? Nothing? No, All right. Moving to our new business. Uh, Daniel again. My name is Danny Lee again. I reside at 3844 Dare Circle. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm going to do something rather shocking. Uh, I've come to, uh, to praise uh, Paul Riddick. Um, because uh, a few weeks ago, as you remember, uh, in this chamber, uh, we all sat here, uh, Mr. Riddick was bold enough to tell us that he was a racist. Uh, he was bold enough to tell us that he had only one card to play in this city, and that was the race card, and he would play that whenever he had an opportunity to do so. Uh, if nothing else, you have to res uh, respect him for his honesty and for the positions that he has taken. And maybe you need to all take a, a lesson from that and be bold enough to stand up uh, <clears throat> before the people of the city and tell us where you stand in regards to uh, issues that have come before you. Uh, hopefully you have more than just one card to play. Maybe you have the card of integrity, uh, the card of honor, uh, the card of transparency. At least these are the verbal things that you throw at us. Uh, but uh, in actions that have been taken, uh, your actions are not uh, in, uh, let's say, uh, cooperation with the words uh, that you give to us. Uh, so I would challenge all of you uh, for the citizens of the city to be bold, uh, just to tell us where you stand in regards to issues. Uh, I'm still asking the same question I asked 10 years ago. Where do you stand in regards to the conduct of Paul Riddick? Uh, and um, it's a 90-second vote. And... Uh, to put it back in your mind, uh, once that's addressed, uh, I'm out of here. Robert Henderson. Let me 
name is Robert Henderson, and I reside at 1120 Craig Street in the south, south side. Um, good evening, council members and uh, Mayor Alexander. Um, I had a concern concerning my community where I come up in, and um, as far as it's as far as opportunity for the young men that's from that uh, underprivileged neighborhood, which is Campostella, uh, Campostella Heights, uh, Campostella Fields, Diggs Park, and Oakley Park. They have a um, renovation issue getting ready to go on sometime. I don't know whether it's this year or early next year with uh, turning down some of their apartments and building new apartments. And a lot of those guys I talk to out there mingling with them, you know, and knowing their fathers and mothers or whatever, you know, some of them are like <clears throat> wayward and they don't have uh, what you call a for sure skill set, but they have a wheel to work. And I know this because I talk with them and I interact with them, but it's a lack of opportunity for them. So I just come here to say that if somebody's going to have an outside contractor to come in and do that work, is it possible that some of them young men could be looked at as far as being able to try to, you know, uh, gain a skill set as a laborer or whatever, a labor helper or whatever, you know, because after all, when the, the contractors come into the community, they're taking the money back out and the community is still the same. You can put new houses there, but people need new opportunity. And that's what a lot of them guys need. And I'm just here to speak on that on their behalf because I know what they be asking for. They come out of school and they, you know, because they get caught up in the streets, but they still have a wheel to work. And I just asked the council to think about that and give them an opportunity as far as letting contractors come in, see if it's some, some type of plan could be worked out where some of the guys in the community could be offered the opportunity to work. And maybe they'll find something they like and they'll go forward with it. <clears throat> so thank you all for listening. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you.